Hi, hello, and welcome. This is the Zonecast, where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs, and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Matthew uh, Smith. He is the CEO of Mazumago. Uh, hi, Matthew. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, you know, like Simon said, I'm Matthew Smith. I'm the CEO and co-founder at Mazumago. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. I want to start by talking about your background. Can you share your professional and personal background? Yeah, so uh, I'm quite a quite a young founder. Uh, I'm 27, um, and I actually started the company right out of university. Um, so I, start, I studied computer science at the University of Victoria. Uh, and uh, prior to that, I was basically just a student. Um, so this is my, my first company. So Mizumigo would be the entirety of my professional background. Okay. Uh, can you talk about Mizumigo, what it is, and how the idea came about, and what products and solutions you offer? Yeah, thanks. Um, so at Mizumigo, we help companies digitize check processing. So, for example, take uh, the construction industry. Most of our construction customers, uh, what they do is they use our software to collect payment from customers uh, on large transactions, as well as pay their suppliers. So you can imagine today, if a construction company is doing a new renovation or building a new home, they might have to invoice their customer, say, $100,000. And today, uh, for them to collect that $100,000, typically they're taking a check. Um, or a, a, a bank wire, or a, a you know a, a draft. Um, and with our software, what our customers are able to do now is they create a very simple URL or a link, and they paste that into the invoice. And then the customer, when they pay, they just click that link and they pay directly out of their bank account, similar to how an e-transfer works, um, but they're making a payment. Um, and so we basically digitize the whole kind of check experience and really reduce a lot of friction when it comes to uh, actually getting the money from your customer. Mm -hmm. So I guess, so um, if I understand correctly, it's a software or an online plat um, platform for businesses to make large payments? Yeah. So typically we serve customers making large payments. Um, so I mean, we're solving the problem of the e-transfer limit for companies and, and that they still have to use checks, right? So if you're a company doing transactions, um, you know, if you're always under the e-transfer limit, then typically, you know, our software is not ideal for you. Um, we serve customers where they're hitting that e-transfer limit and the only alternative for them is to use a check. Mm -hmm. So you, you're kind of like PayPal for large transactions. I would say, um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I would compare it to PayPal, but I would say um, as we sort of dive more into this financial services, we're really heading towards being um, the digital kind of hub for SMBs, um, so small, medium-sized businesses. So if, if you were to take this same problem and present it to an enterprise company, most enterprise companies have uh, cash management solutions at the large banks um, where they're able to do transactions with these large banks and typically handled by some sort of accounting department. Whereas small businesses, which is the majority of the market, um, don't actually have that solution. They still have their basic, you know, small business bank account at the bank um, and they're having to do uh, transactions with checks. And so um, Mizumigo, as we develop, we're more leaning in towards being this sort of hub where small businesses can do, you know, their transactions. Um, and we're also working on doing uh, digital SMB banking as well. 
So um, it, is it like a software product or like an online platform, uh, which, uh, which uh, uh, you provide to the consumer? So it's an online web application. So you, okay. you know, if you're a business and you want to sign up to use our software, you'd go to mizumigo.com and you just click sign up and then you just sign up for our service. So it's, it's an online web application. Mm -hmm. And you monetize it by charging a portion of the transaction? So yeah, that's, that's a good question. So when you're sending money, it's a flat fee of $2 per transaction. And when you're requesting money on say an invoice, we charge 10 basis points or 0.1%, but that's capped at $25. So the maximum you'll pay on your payment is $25. So you can imagine a $5,000 transaction is $5 and a $25,000 transaction is $25. Mm, it seems uh, affordable. Um, and who's your target customer? Um, are you focusing on any particular industry or vertical? Yeah, so I mean, when we first started out uh, in, in 2020, our first sort of niche was the construction industry. Um, and since then, you know, we, we're really going after less of an industry vertical and more of a business persona or a, um, you know, uh, more of like a person persona. So typically it's a small business where the owner or the accounts person is dealing with checks um, and sort of that can fall into, you know, many different industries. So, you know, we've seen customers in restaurants, uh, venture capital, um, lawyers, um, really with any kind of industry SMB where they need to collect money and they're hitting e-transfer limits. Uh -huh. Um, do you have, I'm guessing this is a competitive space, so you must have a lot of direct competitors. So we don't actually have a lot of direct competitors. It's a, it's a very high bar to get in. Um, so in order to actually be able to do this type of payment processing, there's a lot of compliance and a lot of, um, creative software to do this. Um, so in terms of competitors, we have some some older competitors that have been around for maybe 10 years, but they actually, the technology, the underlying technology is different and the way that the money is processed is actually different. So the way that we do the processing uh, here in Canada, there we have no direct competitor for the way that we do the payment processing. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting. So you, you have, uh, um, I guess you are like the, one of the few players in the market so you have a, a big market uh, that you can capture. Um, so when was the company founded? How long uh, have you been around? Yeah, so I actually founded the company in 2018 uh, when I was still a student. And we actually were building something totally different. So sort of all of 2019 and the first half of 2019, um, I, I had a couple different startup ideas that failed. Um, and then sort of in 2019, as I was you know, talking to businesses and trying to figure out what to do next, I came across this problem uh, that companies were still using checks. In fact, in North America, there's about 14 and a half billion checks processed every year, which is just staggering. Um, and so I thought, okay, how can I solve for this? And um, my co-founder and I, Nick, uh, we started building um, the sort of tech, the technology that we needed to solve this problem. Um, and we managed to get a partnership with the Bank of Montreal. Um, and sort of in September 2019, we launched a very, very early version of the software. Um, and then March 2020, we launched publicly. Um, and sort of fast forward from 
March to today, so about a year and a month in uh, business, we've we've grown quite significantly uh, over the last year, and um, our customers really love. I mean, we're it's kind of it's it's uh, it's an interesting thing to see you know a customer go from using paper checks to a fully digital solution, right? Like, I mean, it's a really like a zero to one type of change. Mm -hmm. um, so um, uh, you founded the company in 2018 and now, and now you're here. Um, have you reached a break even because you're providing an affor affordable solution? Um, so have you uh, been uh, break reached break even yet? Are you, or are you profitable? As the company, I mean, we're in our, we're basically a year into launching. No, we're not profitable. So we use, if we were profitable, I would not have just raised a venture capital in January. Um, so, you know, as a, as a growing financial technology startup, everything is about scale, right? So, um, and, and getting to that scale very, very quickly. Um, and so obviously we're, you know, we're burning a lot of capital in order to grow as fast as we need to, to capture the market because it is becoming a competitive space. You know, uh, FinTech in, in sort of like the world right now is, is super hot. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so um, um, you had a fundraising round. Um, you raised, if I read correctly, you, uh, you raised about $800,000. So can you mm -hmm. talk about your whole fundraising experience? Uh, how long did it take, what it was like? And how was the whole experience? Yeah, so I mean, the fundraising was not actually, as I said, the, the financial technology space is very hot right now. So my goal with the funding round was to, you know, get in there as fast as I could, um, you know, get some capital and kind of get back to working. Um, so my goal was 30 days and, and we pretty much hit that. So, you know, I started fundraising January 3rd, I think, um, and I closed around, um, you know, very early February. Um, so. For us, I guess um, we raised mostly locally, but some investors in Ontario. Um, and I think just because of the nature of the market with financial services and, um, you, know, you know, COVID actually helped us with this is that, you know, companies are more inclined now to try digital services. And so investors, you know, they really recognize, okay, wow, he's digitizing checks. It's a, like a zero to one thing. It's not just like a, you know, a fidget spinner or whatever that he's trying to sell to people. Um, and so for us, it was actually um, not terribly difficult to close around. Obviously, it's still uh, a difficult thing to do. Um, but yeah, we, we reached our goal and um, were able to close the money fairly quickly. Um, were you able to get the valuation uh, that you wanted? Or do you feel like you had to compromise a bit too so you can raise? No, I mean, for the stage that we're at, um, at this early stage, we got the valuation that we were looking for. Um, and, and, you know, we, we were able to get some really great investors on board um, to really complement our advisory kind of network. Um, so no, I'm, I'm happy with the valuation and I'm really happy with the quality of the investors that we got. Um, you know, so like in Vancouver, uh, Ryan Holmes from Hootsuite and, um, uh, the founders of HyperWallet invested. Um, HyperWallet was uh, acquired by PayPal. Uh, so like a big uh, Vancouver acquisition, another fintech company. Um, so really just like the quality of investors we got was great. And um, so, so I'm happy with the, the valuation that we, that we got. Mm -hmm. 
And will your investors be uh, be uh, helping you with uh, opening um, new doors? Uh, will they be adding any non-financial value, like helping you acquire potential customers? Um, can you talk absolutely. about absolutely? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, all of our investors end up being customers um, because we actually, uh, you know, we use our own software to collect all the investment money, obviously, and that's kind of an interesting vertical. So, if you go to our, you know, go to our website and go under industries, you'll see venture capital is there. Uh, venture capitalists are able to use our software to, you know, not only send the money to companies uh, to invest, but they're also able to collect money from their LPs when they're raising their own funding rounds. Um, so, yeah, in fact, all of our investors have become customers, um, which is part of the reason why they were so happy with investing. So some of them were actually customers before they invested. And um, how do you promote uh, your business? Do you have a particular marketing strategy to create brand awareness and attract customers? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So um, we have a, a very large customer acquisition strategy. So, um, you know, we have quite a few different channels. You know, we use uh, Google ads, LinkedIn, um, we do some cold calling. Uh, we try and build partnerships, um, po podcasts, any kind of like media stuff. So I think, especially in the financial services industry, building trust is super important, right? So, you know, if you're just on the internet and you came to our website out of nowhere um, and you never heard of us, you know, you might be a little bit wary because you're like, okay, this is, you know, they're dealing with a lot of money and, you know, I've never heard of these people. And so, um, you know, building the brand and building awareness in the market is super important. Um, and so we try and have press releases as often as possible, try and let people know that, hey, we exist. Uh, this is a safe, secure solution that you can use. Um, you know, we're regulated. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I think the, the branding and marketing, we put a ton of effort into that. Mm -hmm. um, so... What are your plans for the next 12 to 24 months? Are you are there any milestones you're planning to achieve? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in terms of our product today, it's very simple. You know, and it's simple on purpose, right? We, we really wanted to make an easy, you know, not complicated experience for customers where, hey, I can come in there, I can do the payments I need and I can get out. And so um, what we are doing over this next year is we're adding a lot of features that help with um, automation. Um, so, for example, like integrating into accounting softwares, um, uh, you know, doing many payments at once, approvals from multiple parties, um, things like that. Another big thing that we're working on um, is opening small business bank accounts. So in the U.S., um, there's been a big kind of push to get SMB digital banking. So uh, in Canada, we actually don't have that. So there's like, you know, Coho Financial and Neo Financial that are sort of trying to revolutionize consumer banking, um, but nobody has come to try and revolutionize uh, SMB banking. And, and really it's in desperate need of, of uh, a makeover. Um, and so we're working on SMB banking and we're hoping to launch that before the end of the year. Hmm. Um, so since you founded the company, um, are there any leadership lessons that you learned along the way? Oh yeah. Uh, a ton. I mean, you know, I, uh, when I started, I think I was 25. And so, you know, uh, just right out of school. So absolutely, as we grow the team, um, as we grow the team, you know, I'm leaning on advisors and uh, mentors as much as I can. Um, and obviously growing and learning how to, how to lead a, a team of people. Um, so 
absolutely. There's tons of tons of leadership lessons. Um, mm -hmm. um, so recently, we have been uh, hit by um, um, uh, challenging economic times, uh, and the econ you know many businesses and industries uh, have been affected. Did you experience any growth or decline in your business during this uh, recent uh, period? Yeah, so we launched uh, we launched in March 2020, right before COVID hit. And so it actually uh, helped our business uh, quite a bit because before COVID, I think businesses were probably less willing to, they were more conservative and less willing to try digital solutions. But today, COVID forced companies and people to digitize, get online, learn how to use Zoom, learn how to use QR codes. Um, and so businesses are much more open to trying digital solutions. And that actually helped us. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have any data to compare pre-COVID because really we were only launched during COVID, right? We launched in March, 2020. So um, it, it, I think that COVID helps with digital adoption and so helps us grow. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I'm not, 100% sure because we weren't launched before COVID. Mm -hmm. um, what uh, advice would you share with, um, with uh, people who are uh, planning to start their uh, companies? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, a good question. You know, I say this to, um, I'm part of this group called League of Innovators and there's a lot of young entrepreneurs that start in there because uh, it's, it's for founders under 25. And the, the first advice I always give is, um, you know, all your assumptions are wrong. So, you know, start, um, I think as young people, you know, when you're like, have this idea in your mind and this grandiose vision of what you want to build, um, you're always like, yeah, that's going to work. And, you know, it's sort of like, I think it's good to stop and just think like, okay, what am I, what could I be wrong about? And, you know, the reality is you could be wrong about everything. And so um, challenging yourself to test your hypothesis more, hypotheses more and more. Um, you know, will help you. That would be the advice I would give. All right, that's uh, pretty amazing. Um, well, Matthew, it has been very nice uh, speaking with you, learning about Muslim Ago and your product um, and, uh, and your experience. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. No worries. Thanks so much, Simon. Uh, you want to share um, your website? Or how can people... Uh, oh, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you... Uh... If you have a business, uh, we don't do personal payments, but if you if you have a business uh, and you want to get rid of those checks, those pesky checks, uh, get over to mizumago.com and just hit sign up and uh, the whole process is automated. So um, look forward to having you as a customer. Thanks so much. All right. Perfect. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a chance to learn from Matthew uh, about his story behind Mizumago. And, uh, and as you mentioned, you can visit the website if you want to learn more about the company or the product. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.